Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love, despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. Welcome, welcome everyone to Life in 22 Minutes. Thanks for tuning in and joining us in our conversation. I'm Becky, and sitting next to me is my husband and co-host, Scott. Hello, everybody. And our special guest today is Daniel Ferguson. Hi, Daniel. Hi. (laughs) Hello, everybody. So good to be here. I'm so happy to be with you, Scott and Becky. What an honor it is for me to be here. I'm excited for this. Yeah, well, we're excited, too. And before we dive in, we want to tell the audience a little bit about you. So am I doing that? You're doing it. Scott Scott picked up the paper. He's doing it. I'm going to try this, all right? All right, Daniel Ferguson is a husband, father, entrepreneur, mentor, and speaker. He is the founder of Smart Output, a technical documentation consultancy. He works with companies all over the world to help improve their documentation, authoring, translation, and publishing processes. He also speaks to and mentors people on goal setting and goal getting, helping them grow through the obstacles that hold them back. In his spare time, you'll find him at the Symphony Performance or Art Gallery. He and his wife, Malay, is that how you say it? Malia. Malia. Beautiful name. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Sounds Hawaiian are the parents of five, soon to be six beautiful children. Just found out yesterday, it's a little girl who's going to be joining our family, so we'll have three of each. Three of each, three and three, that's great. Yep. So we just met Daniel just recently at a Genshai Life Mastery Retreat in Coronado. I'm not not in Coronado, (laughs) in St. George. You approached me and you told me that you'd been following our podcast. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I have been listening to the podcast and I, I mean, I was sitting at one table, you know, in the room and you were at another and then one of you started talking and I looked over and I said, I know that voice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I reckon, is that Scott and Becky? And sure enough, it was. I had no idea you were going to be there. I knew you knew Kevin, you know, who runs the Genshai event and he's a friend of mine as well, which is how we all ended up there. But it was such an exciting moment for me to see you and to get to go meet you and and just because your podcast has been so influential for me. So that was really, really fun. I love how it came together. Well, that's yeah. wonderful because we do have uh, some amazing guests on here and we're glad that you've been able to hear them and, and uh, be able to glean a little bit from them. So now it's time to turn the table. And have All right. So when you were sharing with me your story, and then as you shared another story during the event, uh, I was just so inspired. And I thought, okay, you need to be on our show and share your experiences and your words of wisdom with our audience. So, so thank you. So let's start off with the, the show, the, I mean, with the story that you shared, again, Shai, the, your Travis story. Oh, yeah, the Travis story. This is such an influential moment for me. So it started out just a normal, you know, a normal excursion to the grocery store, like we do all the time. And my, I was on my way home from work and my wife had called and asked if I could pick up a thing or two at the grocery store. I said, sure. So, you know, I stopped at the grocery store and went in, got the stuff and where things really changed or where this story kind of starts is when I got to the checkout stand and 
I go through the checkout experience, and at the end of the checkout stand is this guy named Travis. And Travis is the grocery bagger, right? He's taking my stuff, and he's putting it in bags. All of us have seen this before. I looked at Travis and watched him do it his work, and he was so happy. He was smiling. He was energetic. He's like kind of bouncing between the different stands, you know, helping people put their groceries in. He's greeting people and all this stuff. And I was just amazed at Travis and the happiness and the energy that he brought to my grocery store checkout experience. I asked myself at that point, have I brightened anyone's day today? It's kind of started doing some self-reflection on how I had been through that day and the, and the responsibilities and roles that I had. Anyway, so I'm driving home. I'm thinking about this amazing experience I had at the checkout stand at the grocery store. And I decide, hey, I'm going to let the grocery store know. I'm going to let him know that I really appreciated Travis's attitude and how he brightened my day. So I got home, logged onto the grocery store's website, went to the comment section, and just typed in a comment about what had happened. I asked them if they could please thank Travis for me. And I just sent it and didn't think too much more about it other than being a little bit more conscious of how I was carrying myself throughout my day. But two days later, the assistant manager of the grocery store called me and I, I answered the phone. Hey, this is so-and-so from the grocery store. I'm the, I'm the assistant manager and I'm calling in regards to the comment you sent a couple of days ago. I just really wanted to thank you. I've been in this role as the grocery store assistant manager for 11 years. This is the very first positive comment we've ever received. And I just wanted to thank you for sending that in and let you know that we've recognized Travis and we've given him a $25 gift card to Best Buy. Boy, that really got me thinking, you know, how often as we walk through life, do we find the things to complain about, the things that don't go right? And those are the things that we tend to bring to the surface. Like, let's complain about something that didn't go right rather than recognize something that does go right. So from that experience and, you know, what we learned at that Genshai event, I've really committed myself to being a person that actively looks for the good around me and recognizes it. I said I want to be a master complimenter, right? That's, what I, that's one of the things I want to become because the more good I see around me, the more good I see around me. I mean, the, the world gets better and the more good I see in myself. And everybody wins in that exchange. And I just think, how would the world be different if everybody that we interacted with was going around looking for the good in other people, looking for the things that go well, not ignoring the things that don't go well. You need to work on that sort of stuff, but not putting all of our attention there and instead placing a bigger part of our attention on those things that work well. You know, we can, we can probably shift here a little bit. And I think we'd see some miraculous changes in the world if we just changed what we look at, change what we choose to see in other people. So that was my grocery store experience. I mean, just a regular everyday checkout stand experience, right? That kind of changed my life. And I've never seen Travis again. Uh, Travis, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> you know, I absolutely, it, was, it was at HEB in Round Rock, Texas. If that's you, thank you. And I'd love to hear from you if you ever hear this story. That's a really great story, how just the little things, because you're right, the, uh, the people complain a lot. And those wonderful good moments like you had right there are so cool. What did you say, 11 years? 11 years. You had never heard a good comment come through. And yeah. I'm sure many great things have happened at that store, but people don't tend to mention them. Right. So if you're listening to this, 
my invitation to you is to find somebody to compliment today. Not tomorrow, start today. There's somebody out there who you can compliment, who you can recognize, and it will change their day. So just do it. Absolutely. And change change your day. And change your day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, Daniel, I know that you've had a lot of setbacks and challenges in your in your life. Yeah, just just a couple of the of the bigger setbacks. Um, about what was it? What are we in 2018? So about six years ago, I was in a in a job that I really disliked. Um, the people were great, but the job role just didn't fit my you know what I wanted to do. The company culture wasn't all that positive. I really felt myself starting to die. That may sound dramatic, but really there were pieces of me that were dying. My creativity was gone. My energy and enthusiasm to face a new day completely vanished. I dreaded, just dreaded when that alarm clock went off in the morning. It was affecting, of course, affecting me and, I'm, and it's affecting my family and everything. And I'm bringing a, a rain cloud with me everywhere I go. And it was just a bad time. And I realized something had to change. I thought what needed to change was my job. I have since come to learn that what really needed to change was me. Not that we stay in situations or jobs that don't help us come alive, but the problem wasn't outside of me as much as it was inside of me. But that took me a good number of years to learn. So my first step was to go find a new job. And I did. Got a new job, moved to a new city, and absolutely loved the job role that I was in, right? Just, just, it was, it was just great. I just loved it. And after one year in that job, I got laid off. And this really set me back. Like this was a big emotional blow for me to have this happen to me. You know, I had four kids at home at the time and, and not knowing how I was going to provide for them. And all of a sudden this, you know, thought it's like, well, am I going to have to move my family again? Am I going to, you know, what am I going to do? But this turned out to be one of the best things that ever happened to me because it was from this experience of getting kicked out, so to speak, that motivated me to take charge of my own life. See, I had been in in my career at that point for about 12 years. And in that 12-year period, I had seen like 11 layoffs, 10 of which I had survived. And the last one got me. And it started like when I finally got laid off, I started to think, hmm, is this thing that everybody talks about, job security, a fallacy? Because I certainly haven't seen it, and I've worked for big so-called stable companies. And I really got to think about what is real security? Anyway, as I got to think through this and some other things, kind of mulling things over, that's when I decided I'm going to try, I'm going to try starting my own company. And, you know, then, then nobody can lay me off. I'm just going to give it a go and see what happens. And so I spent a couple months trying to, you know, kind of put together the business plan, figure out what I wanted to do, trying to assess whether there was a market there for it, how I was going to reach the market, all that sort of stuff. And about three months after I got laid off, I launched my business. And it took off faster than I ever could have imagined. You know, I had my first client, they were up in Oregon in just just a couple of days. And it just started to build and started to build. And it has been and a marvelous experience, but boy, I didn't see it when I got laid off. I was in the thick of it. I could have, I think, treated that situation a little differently in my own thoughts and how I decided to react to that and not ended up in the situation that I am in now, right? Where I just love what I do. 
I love my, I love my life. I love getting up in the morning. I feel alive at work again. I got to work with companies all over the world. And that started because I got laid off. Now, having my own company came back into my life in a huge, huge way at the most critical point in my journey. And that was about two years after I had started my own company, my wife came to me one night and she said, you know, I'm done. I, I don't think either of us are thriving in this marriage and I think it's time for us to go our separate ways. And this just hit me like a, like a freight train. I had no idea, no idea that this is what was going on in her mind. I could sense, I guess, that, you know, thinking back on it, the things weren't completely clicking. But, I mean, things were good, right? Uh, we had food on the table. We had a nice house. We had cars. We had everything we needed. There's nothing else we needed to be happy, right? That's what I thought. I'm doing my job. But it turns out that my most important job of being a truly connected husband to my beautiful wife, I wasn't doing very good at that. And while this hit me like a freight train, you know, just brutal news to get from my wife, it's, it was kind of like getting laid off a little bit. <laughs> I mean, a little bit more dramatic, a little more life-changing, but it shifted the ground beneath me. And when that happened, I realized that I needed to change. So she, she says, hey, I think I'm done. I want to move out. I do exactly the wrong thing, which is move right into fix-it mode. Oh, I can fix this type thing. You know, if you're in that situation right now, don't try to, the only thing you can fix is yourself. Just focus on you. Great advice. <laughs> um, don't try to fix anybody else or fix your relationship or anything like that. But that's what I did. I can fix this. And started, you know, moving into that mode and started to change and became a different person overnight, kind of. And, and it just pushed my wife further away. Anyway, I convinced her to stick around, you know, for a few months. Just let's, let's see if we can work through this. Started going to marriage counseling, all that sort of stuff. And after about five months of, of still living together, she came to me and said, you know, this, this, this just isn't working. My feelings are not changing. And she decided to move out and got her own apartment just about a mile away. I should say that through all this, I mean, our relationship was very respectful. Even though I didn't agree with her decisions, I respected her decisions. Like they were coming from a real place for her. I didn't agree with them, but just because they didn't agree with them didn't make them invalid, right? They were valid feelings that she had. Um, we were sharing the kids 50-50 at that time, and she told me she was going to proceed with divorce. Well, this is where my business that I started comes back into play because she moved out and she needed to start working, so she went and got a job. When she moved out, it was the summertime, so the kids were out of school. I had four school-aged children, and they had nowhere to go in the summer. Well, I had the kids Monday to, or Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. She had them Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and we switched off Saturdays. Because I was running my own business and was working from home, even on the days when my wife had the kids, she brought them here to the house because I was here. And I was, I was massaging my schedule such that, you know, I could, I could still be doing work. I wasn't having a lot of meetings. I would try to, you know, move my meetings to days where my kids where it worked out a little bit better, but the kids got to come here. And that wouldn't have happened if I was going to an office every day. And having that company in place for me and, and allowing me that personal flexibility made that summer so much more like smooth 
so much more smooth than it could have been and less disruptive for my kids. And it was being able to keep things smooth, you know, not perfect, but smooth that allowed my wife and I to maintain that respectful relationship. I had no idea, no clue that getting laid off and starting my own company was going to come back in such a big way two years down the road. That's what it did. We spent that summer living apart, but things are respectful and cordial between us, but we're separated and she's ready to go her own way. And I'm trying to hold things, hold the family together. Anyway, her mom bought us a ticket to an event, a relationship event, seminar. I don't know what you call it. I don't want to call it a seminar. It was, it was an event. And this was the first thing that I had ever done that had anything to do with like personal development. And my wife says, hey, my mom won't get off my back. <laughs> and uh, thank you um, to my mother-in-law. <laughs> she said, so we're going to go to this. And this was in September of 2015. We're going to go to this event that's three days. You know, take the time off. My parents are going to come watch the kids and we're just going to go. I said, okay, sounds good. So we show up at this event. And I should say, like, I'm going to this event hopeful. Like, I have nothing to lose, right? I, I'll, I'll do whatever they ask me to do. We'll just see if we can get this to work. And my wife's coming to the event and she's mad. Like, she does not want to be there. Why did I agree to come to this? I don't want to be with him. I don't want to be here. I'm not working, so I'm not earning my money. All this sort of stuff. And she's not in a good place. And I'm just like, I don't know how this is going to work out. But here we go, like ready for an adventure. If we'd have gone to this same event a year earlier or two years earlier, I would have been the one in the bad mood. I'd have been the one like, oh, this is dumb. I don't want to be here back of the row, arms folded, you know, just like, this is a waste of time because that's who I was. That's where I was at that point in my life. Like I said, just kind of pessimistic and that sort of thing. I had shifted, right? Like I said, the ground underneath me shifted when she said, I want out. And then we go to the event and I'm in a new place and I'm ready to learn and to grow. Anyway, so we sit through this event and after day one, it's, uh, I, can, I can tell something's changed in her and I'm just blown away at what I'm learning. Like, where has this been my whole life? All this amazing information that I'm getting about life. And of course, the answer was, it's been there all along. The question was, where was I? But I'm just like, okay, it doesn't matter which way this marriage goes. I'm getting a ton out of this. So we go through day one, go out to dinner after day one. Things are a little bit warmer. We go back to day two of the event. And about halfway day through day two, my wife was completely 180 degree flip. She was all the way back in to our marriage. You know, we, we finished that event. The only time she went back to her apartment was to get her stuff and move back home. And that started my journey into taking personal development seriously. It changed my life, my wife's life, my family's life. Now, I, I said, when I... You know, up to this point, we had four kids, and you just announced <laughs> that we have five now with one on the way. So when I say this changed my life and my family, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> you know, we've got two more kids now in our family as a result of it, and that's that's how it all it all started. So looking back on it, I mean, these are two of the of the kind of challenging events I've had: getting laid off and having my wife telling me she wanted a divorce. 
And they're also two of the best things that have ever happened to me. I would not give up either of those experiences for anything, anything, because of how they changed me. And it's really taught me that, you know what, the way we choose to react to challenges, the way we choose to think about them, to manage them, will determine whether or not we succeed through a challenge or whether it beats us. And so when I work with people in my business and work with people who are going for a big goal and they encounter setbacks and so forth, we really work on mindset and, and how to manage what you can manage and come through challenges on top as best as you can. So that's a little bit of my story. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much. And I'm certain there are listeners that have been inspired and will We'll probably be reaching out to you to, to see what event that was <laughs> that you and your wife went to. Please do. <laughs> if they ever want to run into you, they'll look for you at the self-help aisle. At the- <laughs> <laughs> That's where you'll find me. Aww. For sure. Yeah, it's been about a two and a half, that was about two and a half years ago. And wow, what an amazing journey it has been. And my life has never been better. Things can and do get better. Hold on to that hope believe that things can improve. Trust that things work out for your best and for your good because they do. Don't let go of that. And be be willing to change. Be willing to change. Yep. Perfect, Scott. Absolutely. That willingness is, is, is key. Yeah. Thank you so much, Daniel, for joining us. And listeners, go to our website, Life in 22 Minutes. And in the show notes, you'll be able to find the links to connect with Daniel. And thank you so much. You've brightened our day. And I know everyone that's listened, you've made their day better. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show, Scott and Becky. It's been a real honor. And thank you for what you do. Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us. And please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage humor, and a whole lot of love.